If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. WTAW News time is five minutes after seven. It is 43 degrees. We'll take a look at your forecast after the news. Brought to you by David's Jewelry and Coin Exchange. They buy, sell, and trade gold and silver, diamonds and jewelry, watches and collectible coins, and they consistently pay the most. Learn more at davidsjewelryandcoins.com. Good morning, I'm Chelsea Reber. Two Brazos County commissioners missed two more meetings to set a property tax rate for the fiscal year that began October 1st. A final meeting to consider the tax rate is tomorrow afternoon. If at least four members don't participate, the county's tax rate by state law drops six cents. Commissioner Nancy Berry says in two years, the county will not have enough operating cash. In 24, it's minus nine days. In 25, we're 70 days in the hole. Ten years out, we're 329 days in the hole. A compromise offered by County Judge Dwayne Peters lowers the tax rate by three cents. Steve Aldrich has wanted a decrease of four cents and Russ Ford five cents. Brazos County Commissioners approve a resolution supporting a referendum question to increase vehicle registration fees by $10 to help fund local transportation projects. Yesterday's 3 to nothing vote followed remarks from an opponent, former Curtin Mayor and former County Commission candidate Ronnie Vitulli. $10 fee would do nothing to relieve traffic congestion in Brazos County. At best, I would call it a seed money. Commissioner Nancy Berry gave examples of how the money would be spent by Brazos County's Regional Mobility Authority if voters approve what is titled Proposition B. They can look at doing an environmental study. They can look at engineering studies to where are you going to have to relocate utilities. Petuli was also told there is no interest on the county or state level to consider a toll road. Brian ISD's pursuit of a zoning change to build what will mostly be a transportation center was done without having a transportation director. The first time anyone outside of BISD knew of the vacant position was the agenda of this week's school board meeting. Following an executive session, the board filled the opening. Superintendent Ginger Carabine introduced Lori Sears, whose career includes working on the Relis campus at Teeks the Texas A&M Engineering Extension Service. Ms. Sears comes to us with a long history of transportation experience. Currently, she's employed in Garland ISD as a safety and training manager. Former Director Warren Lanfear, according to a BISD spokesman, recently stepped down. Bill Oliver, 1620-945-WTAW. One of the six contested races for Bryan City Council is for single-member District 1. Both candidates were asked during this week's Chamber of Commerce Candidates Forum what particular needs District 1 has right now. Raul Santana shared a personal story about street conditions. I had a gentleman tell me that uh, if he was to get a cup of coffee and go down his road, by the time he ended up at the end of his road, uh, he would spill all his coffee, and I've seen that street, and I don't know, I know what he's talking about. Santana said improvements are also needed for drainage, street lights, and playground equipment. Paul Torres says more funding needs to go to fire and police. And where should that funding come from? I think the funding should come from... Um uh, from from the taxes, I mean us, the citizens. So what are you going to cut to be able to do that? Well, we're going to have to look at the budget to see where we need to cut it at. Do you have any ideas right now? At this point, I don't. 
All Bryan City Council candidates were asked about the council's meeting schedule. Santana and Torres both said they are good with combining two monthly meetings into one day or meeting twice a month as required by the city charter. Audio from the entire Bryan Candidates Forum is online at WTAW.com. WTAW news time is eight minutes after seven. It's 43 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by David's Jewelry and Coin Exchange. More news at 7.30 or anytime at WTAW.com. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620 94.5 WTAW. Good morning. It's 7.10. It's the Infomaniacs on this Tuesday morning. Glad you're with us. We're in the WC Tractor studio. Your local award-winning Kubota New Holland dealer in Bryan and Navasota. The weather, it's brought to you by Malik Heating and Air. Odors are embarrassing in your home or office. Malik Heating and Air can eliminate the odors guaranteed or your money back. Safe for pets and family. Call Malik. Feel the difference. Plenty of sunshine today. High temperatures in the upper 60s to near 70 degrees. Clear tonight. Low in the middle 40s. Sunny and warmer on Thursday. High 80 to 85. Clear Thursday night. Not as cool. Lows only dropping to the middle to upper 50s. And more sunshine is expected on Friday with high temperatures reaching the middle 80s. I'm meteorologist Scott Kaplan. 1620 94.5 WTAW. And I'm Zach Taylor on WTAW. Coming up in sports, we're talking Texas A&M football taking on South Carolina this Saturday. Both teams are coming off a bye, so they should be well prepared for one another. We're also going to touch on Texas A&M men's and women's tennis, Aggie volleyball, and some Major League Baseball postseason in sports. So how do you dress for today? How's that work? Because it's a little bit weird. I mean, by the time the day's over, we're going to be at 68 degrees. Yep. You got to you gotta go with layers yeah. today. Got to go with layers. Or, or I have a, a big, chunky knit sweater on right now. Yeah. But because it is uh, knit, it's got like some ventilation. Oh, okay. You know, so it keeps Air me warm. It keeps me cool. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, though. my I really wish I had a Snuggie this morning for my studio because oh. inside it is cold. Oh, you see, it all flopped. The hallways yeah. were yep. frigid yesterday. Yep. Um, my studio feels fine. Because, yeah, and that's the, it is. It, it has now. Folks, so you understand, uh, we're in this building that has an atrium, okay? Right. And we've got kind of an outer circle of offices, and that's where my studio is because I have a window. They have yeah, windows. Rub that in our noses. Then yeah. there's a hallway, and then uh, those guys are, and we have other studios on that side. Right. We're and, on the inside right, circle. And they, they basically are in a, a windowless uh, windowless office with a low a light. And uh, yeah. And, and it seems like truly any any studio at any given time can be a different temp by like 10 to 20 degrees. So usually <laughs> we, we all bring like, sometimes I'll do the show in a hoodie. Yeah. It just. Uh, well, and I just, yeah. And Zach, you just need to bring something and keep it in your. I've right. got a blanket. Oh, okay. 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 You it's just covered, wish you had something more. It's covering my legs, my but legs. my arms are exposed. I, so. I got you. Sounds like an old man. I got a, I got I a blanket on my legs. Yeah, my blanket. Yeah. Yeah. But fun. yeah, it is one of the. Well, and this is just one of those weird times of year. Yeah, you wake up and you know you you wish that you had something else or or strong or a bigger jacket. And yeah. Then by the end of the day, you're sweating. Yeah, I was thinking, do I needed to use the car house today? I oh. Didn't know, oh. you know, but uh, yeah, not at not at this. Nah. I mean, when it gets about twenty. Degrees colder, that'll be fine. Yeah. Put but your other four cars in there. That's it. <laughs> but get this: by the end of the week, it's going to be almost ninety. Uh. So just understand. We're kind of waffling back and forth right now on <laughs> I t- that kind of stuff. I told my wife about that yesterday because she is going out of town, and she goes, uh, you know, she was asking about the weather in the Northeast, and I told her, 
And then she goes, well, yeah, I mean, it's going to be great here. And I go, yeah, for the next day or so. Oh, and I then know. it's going to get warm again. I know. Very true. I know. We're, uh, we're, we have still a little bit left to shoot of this show that I've told you all about. And we're going to do it out in Aggie Park. And they emailed me yesterday because we were trying to schedule. They said, well, we want to get it done before it gets too cold. I said, oh, no, no, no. We'll it's be not fine. going to. You're yeah. fine. <laughs> too cold. Yeah. Right. Too cold doesn't happen here uh-uh. very often. Not, and, and not for a while. Trying to find out the most famous A&M alum. Why don't you text us with that today? Yeah, we We've got prizes. Uh, our number is 979-695-1620. And we do need your first and last name along with the name of the most famous Aggie that you can think of. I liked this one. Somebody texted in. His name is Anthony Woods, but he is the CEO of Roku. Right. May not be famous now, but coming on strong. That's what they said. Uh, somebody else did text in Johnny Football, which you guys, <laughs> I met a current A&M student the other day who had no idea who that was. What? Obviously, she was not super in tune with sports in general, but it's been 10 years. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you it know, has. and, and, and yeah. so there are some people, current students, who just don't care. I feel or like just don't know. I feel like in pop culture, though, Johnny's still that's, somewhat reveling because his name comes up. Exactly. And that's why I, I think that he is definitely up in the t- my top three, probably, because even after A&M, good or bad, he made a name for himself. Right. Uh, Lyle Lovett was texted in. This one, somebody told me this the other day, and I did not know this, and I don't think she graduated, but Ava Longoria went to Texas A&M. Is she, that right? So mm-hmm. she went to Texas A&M Kingsville. Oh, okay. Oh. So it's oh. one of those that gets, you know, right. thrown out gets there. Thrown and then, in there oh, okay. and I've seen her on lists, but she is not, in fact, an Aggie. Oh, okay. she, she's a Havelina. Okay. Uh, Von Miller got texted in. Uh-huh. Uh, somebody said they didn't know his name, so I don't know if this one really counts, but the Bucky's guy. <laughs> oh, uh, Arch McAlpin. Yes. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. So. One, one, go ahead. Real quick, one that I'm surprised has not been mentioned is uh, Chris Tomlin. Which, if you're familiar with um, contemporary Christian music, he oh. is a pretty big deal. Oh, okay. Uh, I was going to say, I have no idea who that yeah, is. Yeah, uh, and he's come back here, and he's he's had some concerts and things like that. But he is an Aggie and um, started out, actually, he's from Grand Saline um, in East Texas. And then he went to TJC and then came to Texas A&M. Well, there you go. So uh, let us know, and uh, we'll draw that. Because, again, there's no winner when it comes to this. It's just a matter of getting, getting the information out. Right. right. Uh, however... However, I'm a mulling, a mulling actual audience call in today. I know oh, that's a rarity. We used to do people, that a huh? lot. Yeah, we may do that. It's 717. It's uh, the Infomaniac. So, so what I'm mulling is uh, to get uh, a listener to join us in a game of which came first. Oh, okay. And so if they are able to win or equal whatever the winning number is, then oh. yeah, we might give them a prize. Oh, okay. okay. Just kind of get a third voice in there to do that. So sure. We'll see. May do that. Okay. Used to be. <laughs> Back in the day. Are you going to keep score? Yeah, I guess I better. <laughs> if somebody needs to. <laughs> but just wondering, just wondering how this yep, is going to yeah, go. That's right. Back, back in the day, we used to talk to listeners a lot. And we, you know, we don't now. It doesn't happen that much. You know, just because folks have got stuff going on, I understand. So, <sighs> vegetable consumption habits. Vegetable consumption habits. Okay. Now, they talked to 2,000 people who have uh, their parents, millennial parents, who have school-age kids. And, and the people who were doing it was called Veggies Made Great. I don't know who they are, but they're the ones who commissioned the poll. So the majority of the parents know uh, how many cups of vegetables they need a day. By the way, 63% said they should get two to three cups of vegetables a day. Okay. Yet in reality, they admitted to getting maybe half that. 
Okay. Okay. The good news is almost 90% are interested in increasing the amount of veggies in their diet. Okay. Which is, I don't know, a bigger number than I would have than thought. But the top barriers are that the, the family doesn't like the way they taste. Oh, <laughs> well, that's a big barrier. Well, yeah, and that's I find that because you know what? If chocolate chip cookies tasted like grass, they wouldn't like them either, well, right? Right, so, right. I mean, veggies are basically what they've got. It, so yeah, but, but there are so many ways to cook vegetables to, to make them taste better. And and I'm not talking about pouring a gallon of melted cheese on top of your broccoli. Um, but I just I, I feel like there are a lot of different ways that you can experiment instead of just you know steaming up some green beans. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm hoping my kid continues his trend. He loves vegetables. Yeah, particularly butternut squash. He oh, is all about quite the it. palate. Oh yeah, butternut squash. Yep. Wow. Yeah, we, very, we very those, fall and festive. Of yeah, him. you can get those little bags, <gasps> oh, uh, yeah. the frozen stuff, and so we'll put hey, like mate. a little bowl of that and microwave yep. it, and then give it to him, and he eats it. You can grow them in the backyard. You can. <laughs> yeah, that would work. Okay, but here's the other. Zach starting a butternut squash farm. Really? I mean, we've been talking about set, starting a little garden. Uh, oh, we've there already, you go. We've already got some herbs and stuff that Do are taken off. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. My wife's got the green thumbs. So. Okay. Well, now, does she? Yeah. I mean, yeah, this will yeah, be, yeah. no, be okay. Huh? Like a year from now, they'll still be there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. The Johnson grass won't have taken them over. Okay. No. Yeah, all right. I okay. thought I know of. All right. So, anyway. So, that's number one reason that they're not in the diet. <laughs> And number two is 42% of them say they forgot they had them in the refrigerator. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Now, Until and we've all done late. it. Excuse oh, yeah. me. We've all oh, done it. for sure. And I don't know exactly what you should do. I mean, you know what color they are. They're yellow and they're red and they're green. And yeah, they're put them right at the there. front of the fridge, maybe. Yep. I don't uh, know. Buying frozen vegetables would eliminate, you know, part of the problem because uh, they're up there and you don't have to worry about the spoilage standpoint. Right. But that doesn't do anything necessarily to help. You know, and what's interesting is that almost half the people believe that frozen vegetables contain preservatives. What? Yeah. For, 46% of the people that they polled uh-huh. believed that frozen vegetables contain preservatives. Oh, but they okay. don't. Yeah, that they don't. That's no, false. They don't. I mean, having some of like if they come with like some kind of weird seasoning or sauce or something like that, maybe there's some other stuff in there. But just basic frozen vegetables are just that. I just yep. assume everything is, has yeah. preservatives oh, in it. Yeah, that you, you got to read those labels. But, yeah, but yeah, but not in that. And again, that is that's one of the last bastions of kind of really actually getting what you, uh, you what you think you're buying. Now, now I will say I've heard you know frozen vegetables don't have as as many uh, as much nutrition sure. as, as fresh vegetables or canned vegetables things like that but ultimately if that's going to be the easiest way for you to not throw food away um, I'm all for it but we get into this world how much you know from field to table what what kind of time are we talking about and you know unless you're living right near the place where the place uh, yeah. where the things unless are you produced, got a backyard garden there is some time right now parents said some strategies that they have used to get more vegetables into their family's diet include Uh, Sticking with common veggies like carrots, while others would add spices, hide them in dishes. Yeah, there you go. Grate or cut them up into small pieces. That works. Call rice. Sure. And half the respondents said they would eat more if they tasted better. So the taste isn't going to necessarily change of the vegetable itself. What you do to it is... And how you kind of integrate it into your food might help mm-hmm. a little bit. So, real quick, going back to preserving it, do you think that those little crisper uh, shelves in your fridge, do they really make a difference in preserving vegetables? Well, I don't know. 
I mean, I, I'm assuming there's some kind of airflow technology, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, because, you know, they'll have the little slides that say whether there's vegetables in there or fruit, things like that, depending on your fridge. Um, so I, I'm sure putting it in the drawer has, you know, does something to it, but I don't know for how long. I've never done an experiment. Well, they, of course, they're supposed to have some sort of a um, better airflow. Right. And yeah. so... I'm not sure. Now, but there's supposed to be some kind of veggie story storage bags that... Yeah. Special bags. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Debbie... Or uh, containers. Debbie Meyer green bags. Okay. Oh. And those, they, those keep them fresh longer. Something like that. Zach, or... take a veggie, put one in the sh- on the shelf in your fridge and yep. one in the drawer and, and see compare. which one lasts longer. Exactly right. It's like and a seventh grade science experiment. Exactly. Which What kind of mold do they grow? And then put that's one about... on the counter outside of the fridge so you've got like all three. Yeah, that's pretty much what mine looked like before. I got married, my fridge. Yeah, all the time. It's like oh, that. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Hey, it's 726. It's the Infomaniacs on this uh, Wednesday morning. Talk to Congressman uh, Pete Sessions in just a couple of minutes. It was this date in 1873 that the uh, first code of American football rules was drafted. Oh. Because people were getting killed. Right. They were dying. Oh, yeah. So, okay. uh, it's so a pretty violent sport it even was. then. Yeah. Yale, Princeton, Columbia, and Rutgers. All of them really suck at football now, just oh, by the way. Just letting you know. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't been a powerhouse in a long, long time. But they were the biggest schools around, they right? They were. That's that exactly time? right. Yep. Yep. 1985, the very first. Are you ready? Blockbuster video store oh, opened. Oh, how quaint. Wow. It really is. And now there's, what, one left? And yeah. they, they're a video. I mean, And they, it's almost like a museum yeah, more than yeah, anything. Yeah, I they, think they're making a movie or a yeah. TV show about Blockbuster. Uh, yeah, something. Yeah, that, that yeah, triggers a, a small memory of mine, too. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's a comedy series. Okay. Well, the guy who started Blockbuster, pretty interesting fella, pretty, uh, pretty neat story. I think he ended up owning a major league French franchise. Oh, wow. Oh. He made so much money uh, in Florida. Anyhow. And we do remember this. In 2012, Big Tex was destroyed by a fire. Oh, on that's the final right. Weekend of the State Fair in the 2012 State Fair. Yep. He was all charred up. He was pretty, uh, pretty smoky looking. We can looking rebuild good. him. We, we have the yep. technology. That's right. And it has been done. So there you are. WTAW News time is 7.32. It is 42 degrees. We'll take a look at your forecast after the news. Brought to you by West Webb, All Britain and Gentry Law Firm, the experienced legal team for the things you value most. Good morning, I'm Chelsea Reber. Tomorrow is the last day that four Brazos County commissioners can set a property tax rate before the state automatically imposes a six-cent decrease. Yesterday, Commissioner Nancy Berry said if Steve Aldrich and Russ Ford continue to boycott meetings and the state-imposed rate is set, the county will run out of money two years from now. If it goes to no new revenue, we're going to have to increase the taxes next year and, and years after. Barry, for the first time, brought up the county judge's compromise to lower the tax rate by three cents. Decreasing the tax rate this year, three cents, which is three times the amount of tax decrease that the city of College Station is doing and seven times greater when the city of Bryan is doing. Aldrich last sought a decrease of four cents and Ford wanted a decrease of at least five cents. Brazos County voters will be deciding in the upcoming election whether to increase vehicle registration fees $10 to help fund local transportation projects. County commissioners yesterday approved a resolution supporting Proposition B. Before the unanimous vote, commissioners heard from an opponent, former commission candidate and former Curtin mayor Ronnie Vitulli. The problem is if anyone believes these projects will be completed with the $1.6 million this $10 fee will generate, 
to quote George Strait, I got some oceanfront property in Arizona I want to sell you. Commissioner Nancy Berry says money from increased registration fees will go towards getting future road projects ready to be bid. Basic costs of doing environmental studies doing an engineering study of where you relocate utilities if need be. County commissioners are also asking voters to approve Proposition A, which is a $100 million bond issue to be spent on roads, highways, and bridges. There are six contested races for the Bryan City Council in next month's election. The two candidates for single-member District 1 participated in this week's Chamber of Commerce Candidates Forum. Paul Torres was asked to assess workplace or affordable housing in the city. We could come up with a plan uh, for... Uh, affordable housing for low density, medium density, and higher density type areas uh, for folks to be able to live the dream uh, of owning their own home. So if we can look at how development is going, we can figure out the right proper plan and area to be able to put the affordable housing. In 2019, the Bryan City Council banned mobile homes being built on standalone lots, which bothered Raul Santana. He says that's some that all people can afford. Guess what? If you own a mobile home and you already got it paid for, and then somebody's going to offer you an affordable housing. I don't know what the affordable housing is, but everything's going up. I believe like 150000 Why would you want to start up at 150000 again when you already have a place to stay and a place to live? Here are comments from all the Bryan City Council and mayoral candidates from this week's forum online at WTAW.com. Bryan ISD school board members here behind closed doors. The results of another security inspection by a state agency in the aftermath of the mass shooting in Uvalde. It is in the best interest of the students that we do not share this information to the broader public as it could lead to compromise important security information. It was the second time this month that BISD's Maintenance and Operations Director Ron Clary gave the board the results of a state inspection. Two weeks ago, Clary reported a correction was made the same day of an inspection at another undisclosed location to resolve an unidentified issue. The Bryan School District's point man in resolving issues related to busing more than 8,000 students more than three years ago is no longer with the district. Bryan ISD administrators did not announce the departure of Warren Landfear, who was promoted to transportation director in February 2018. According to a BISD spokesman, Landfear recently stepped down. The BISD school board filled the vacancy during this week's meeting. Superintendent Ginger Carabine says Lori Sears is moving here from the Dallas suburb of Garland. Prior to Garland, she was employed in Dallas ISD, so she has experience in a very large school district as well as a good midsize. And she began her career back in uh, San Antonio, Texas at Northeast ISD. Sears' career also includes working for Teeks, the Texas A&M Engineering Extension Service on the Rellis campus. Bill Oliver, 1620, 94.5 WTAW. A 33-year-old Brian Mann's 13th time in the Brazos County Jail in 14 years follows his arrest for breaking into four College Station apartments. According to CSPD arrest reports, Emanuel Twitty Jr. entered two of those apartments and awakened women who were sleeping. In those cases, Twitty is accused of intending to commit sexual assault. While the arrest reports were released yesterday, Twitty has been in jail since he was arrested two weeks ago. Thanks to those who made more than 3,300 donations to 161 nonprofit agencies that resulted in Brazos Valley Gives exceeding its $1 million goal. WTAW news time is 737. It's 42 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by West Webb, All Britain and Gentry. More news at the top of the hour. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620 945 WTAW. Good morning, 740. It's the Infomaniacs on a uh, Wednesday morning. Here's our weather brought to you by Malik Heating and Air. Odors are embarrassing in your home or office. Malik Heating and Air can eliminate the odors guaranteed or your money back. Safe for pets and family. 
Call Malik. Feel the difference. Plenty of sunshine today. High temperatures in the upper 60s to near 70 degrees. Clear tonight, low in the middle 40s. Sunny and warmer on Thursday, high 80 to 85. Clear Thursday night, not as cool. Lows only dropping to the middle to upper 50s. And more sunshine is expected on Friday with high temperatures reaching the middle 80s. I'm meteorologist Scott Kaplan, 1620-945 WTAW. And I'm Zach Taylor on WTAW. TAW coming up in sports. We're talking Texas A&M football against South Carolina this Saturday. We'll hear from Aggie tight end Max Wright coming up. Also, game one of the American League Championship Series between the Astros and Yankees tonight. That and some NBA and sports. It's uh, 741. Congressman Pete Sessions joins us this morning. Of course, the strategic uh, petroleum reserve is the big story. The president looks like he's going to tap that well one more time. It's getting dry, is it not? The uh, the entire issue is leaving America in our strategic talk strategic petroleum reserve to where it's depleted and not there for strategic purposes. And this is another one of the things that we see that is so different from what this administration is doing. They are so far off base where they think they can get away with doing things that are so much against America's best interest simply because they don't want American energy companies to be providing services to Americans. You know, this it's not it's October. We're weeks away. Uh, this is when the the news cycle really gets ramped up with all sorts of stories out there. And uh, I noticed, of course, uh, They've already started early voting in some states, and apparently uh, the turnout seems to be really high. Can both parties say, hey, that's good for us, that both uh, that these uh, we've gotten off to such a great start on early voting? Uh, Scott, as, you, as you're saying, uh, ballots are already in the mail. They're in the mail in Texas also. Uh, they've been mailed out uh, and will be able to be returned until October the 28th. Uh, the numbers of early voting, actual votes, is well ahead of its mark ever. This is a non-presidential election, which typically does not happen this way. Now, I believe that the American people see exactly the differences in policy and in politics. And I think it's going to be a blockbuster year for uh, Americans who recognize that they do not want to become a socialist country and that they are going to recognize that what's in their best interest is free enterprise and a government that and, and that allows people to have their own freedoms. The, the Democrats are arguing all across the country for the federal government to become more involved and to control our lives. And they think, once again, that that is what the American people want and need. And so I think it's up to every one of us to show up and vote. Well, of course, you know, polling can, can show all sorts of things, and uh, each, each one seems to want to hang their hat on, uh, on something that uh, would be good for their party. Obviously, abortion is a very emotional issue, and I know there are a lot of Democrats who believe that, will, that may be the reason that we're seeing these kind of numbers. You know, Scott, the uh, 
a paper that I fail to read on a regular basis. The New York Times put its warning out. I suppose they printed it as news, but I'm sure it was a warning showing that Republicans all across the country in almost every single quadrant uh, will be winning by 5% is the turnout number that they're showing, and 5% would be a stunning victory for the Republican Party. Did we earn this? Yeah, I think we do earn it, but is it an enunciation of what the Democrats have done to this country, done to people's lives, and how they want to turn things yes so even the new york times in its articles yesterday said uh get ready for a big big republican wave so the biden administration announced earlier this week they've started the the application process and they've got a website for individuals who want to go in and apply for some student loan forgiveness and again this is sometimes in households that make almost a quarter of a million dollars they'll be able to get some uh, forgiveness on that student loan situation obviously we have a big school here that's a a part of the economy here what's the play here and and i mean it, are we not here and this is going to cost us 400 billion dollars when it's all said and done that's the guess uh, up to ten thousand dollars for people to do this um, we had talked about a couple weeks ago, I think three weeks ago, how I believe that there are people who will file suit to stop this. And so the administration is trying to do this silently. I think that there is a demand and will be a demand of giving things away. And it dawned on me this morning as I listened to what might be the debate in Florida last night that, that I had to read about this morning but that Val Demings is arguing that Marco Rubio did nothing to help uh, drug prices, insulin and other things. She actually believes that everything should be free to people, that government should provide its goods and services, and yet they are the ones that are causing our country to have inflation and prices to rise and seniors to be in trouble. And she defended the almost 8.2% uh, increase in Social Security, the largest in more than 40 years. She supports all this giveaway program. And I think the American people see through it. And that's what exactly what this is. This is a giveaway to people to encourage them to go vote. It's a quid pro quo. It's pay to play. Well, and uh, I, I will tell you, I think the American people know that every bit of this is coming with interest that has has to be paid. And we're we're they're they're lackeys of, of, of trying to win the election. They see the numbers, too. Uh, the, the polling numbers are staggering right now, Scott. Yep. And, and I think the American people will show up when you look at the crime. You continue to look at the defunding the police. You continue to look at the exact agenda that should have been seen and rejected. The Democrats are completely full on. Even, you know, here in the state of Texas, Mr. O'Rourke, uh, he's not backing away from gun control, opening up the border, legalizing drugs. Uh, and, and this is what is uh, the downfall of not just America, but the American culture, where our children are going to have standing 
to make a um, to keep America the greatest nation in the world. Well, Vortex is going to tighten in the next three weeks. That's uh, that's for sure. Congressman Pete DeFlor- uh, Pete Sessions joins us on uh, every Wednesday. You can hear the interview archived on the website at WTAW.com. There's going to be plenty more to talk about in the next two weeks. That's for sure. Well, there will. And I'll, I'll be in Robertson County uh, tomorrow night in, Bra- in the Brazos Valley, and we're going to do this talking. And, and I, I thank you for keeping alive the subject of Americanism. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the time. Good morning, sports fans. I'm Zach Taylor with your morning sports update on 1620-945-WTAW. This update is brought to you by Destination Brian. Your legendary staycation is right here at home in Bryan, Texas, including one-of-a-kind restaurants and nationally recognized museums. Visit DestinationBrian.com for more information at 752. Well, Texas A&M football didn't play a game last week, and that means the Aggies had a little more time to prep for the Saturday's opponent, South Carolina, tight end Max Wright. Sunday night, I started watching film, um, started kind of getting a breakdown of like what I thought of these guys. I'm just kind of like their defense, the looks they're going to give us and stuff like that. Um, I think it's important that, you know, knowing that they're also on a bye, that they've got extra preparation for us too. Um, so it's important that we, you know, look into the details the best that we can and try and get as best prepared as we can. We'll see how well Max and the guys are prepared for the Saturday when the Aggies visit the Gamecocks at 6.30. How to get coaches take? Tune into the Jimbo Fisher Coaches Show tonight from 8 to 9 right here on WTAW. Time for a sneak peek of the SEC brought to you by T-Mobile. A&M men's tennis player Pierce Rollins saw his tremendous run at the ITA Texas Regional come to an end yesterday falling to Baylor's Jake Finn Bass in the final. With his runner-up performance, Rollins qualifies for the ITA National Fall Championship, which begins November 2nd in San Diego. On the women's side of the court, Mary Stoyana and Carson Branstein both earned victories at the Fort Worth Pro Tennis Classic. And that's been your SEC sneak peek, brought to you by T-Mobile, the official 5G sponsor of the SEC. Aggie volleyball is on the road this evening, paying a visit to Arkansas. Coach Bird Coon on the Ladybacks. They're a very scrappy team, and they're smart, so they're very low air. They're going to defend us really well, but our goal is to get first ball kills. So in transition, off our first contact, we want to terminate at a high level because we know they're going to be smart. They have two really good pins, um, and so just getting them out of system but managing their pins. Bird and the ladies are looking to put a stop to a five-game skid. First serve is at 7 o'clock in Fayetteville. It'll be the Houston Astros and New York Yankees in the American League Championship Series. Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge both homered as New York down Cleveland yesterday 5-1 in Game 5 of the ALDS. That's a quick turnaround as the Yanks head to Houston tonight to kick off the American League Championship Series. That also leaves very little time for Stroh starter Justin Verlander to scout. You know, I think you want to know your opponent as well as possible. So, um, yeah, after we figure out who we're playing tonight, then, yeah, I mean, the, the... you know, it's like a cram session for a test the next day that you're probably a little late for, but you, you still got time to get all the answers or, or at least do the studying that you need. Um, I mean, that's what it'll be like. That's Verlander yesterday before things went final in New York. He'll tow the rubber tonight at 6.30 at Minute Maid. Broadcast is on Zone 1150 AM and 93.7 FM. Now, the National League Championship Series got underway last night with the Philadelphia Phillies blanking the San Diego Padres 2-zip. Bryce Harper and Kyle Schorber each homered for the Phils, who will visit the Padres again this afternoon at 3.30. The NBA regular season tipped off yesterday as the Boston Celtics rolled past the Philadelphia 76ers, 126-117, and the Golden State Warriors bested the L.A. Lakers, 123-109. 
Now, all three NBA Lone Star teams will be in action tonight as Houston visits Atlanta at 6.30. San Antonio hosts Charlotte at 7, and Dallas travels to Phoenix at 9. And some local high school volleyball results from yesterday. AM Consolidated blanked Rudder, Brian bested Temple, and College Station topped Magnolia West. St. Joe's swept past Allen Academy 3-0. And that's been your morning sports update brought to you by Destination Brian on 1620, 94.5 WTAW. I'm Zach Taylor. A couple of minutes still. It's the Infomaniacs on a Wednesday morning case. Uh, you didn't know early in the first hour we reminded everybody it is Evaluate Your Life Day. Which is pretty I thought deep. it was elevate your life. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. It's elevate <laughs> your life. I talked about we could, do, we could evaluate yeah, it. We yeah. could do that. So I don't meet, want to evaluate I it. I got you. Okay. So a husband in Maine has posted a greatest hits compilation of all the things he's apologized to his wife for. Oh, okay. Lord. Here are a few. Went upstairs for the night without announcing it. I'm currently working on a solo version of that scene from Sound of Music where the kids do a big number on their way to bed. I applied the brakes in order to save our lives. I underestimated the trauma that the change in momentum would create for her. When I sprained my ankle, I had a walking boot and I was limping too loudly up the stairs. The thing to do would have been to lay down on my good leg and silently drag my body up the stairs using the railing. Last night when I was cutting my steak, I let my knife touch the plate for a fraction of a second. If you always sit in the same place on the sofa, your body is going to indent that cushion and ruin the couch. So what you got to do is you got to brace yourself with your arms and your core and you just hover above that cushion. Hover. All the joys of living with someone else. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice apology list right there. Yeah. <laughs> A little snarky. Hurricanes didn't get male names until Hurricane Bob in 1979. Up to that point, National Weather Service thought only female names were appropriate because the storms were so intense. Unpredictable. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Both. Works for me. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. All right, a Brian Broadcasting Station, WTAW College Station, Brian. It's 42 degrees right now. So there. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.